Hello, my name is David Lesner, and I'm one of the pastors at Creekwood United Methodist Church. We are located in Fairview, Texas, right east of Allen, just north of the Dallas area. The sermon you're about to hear was recorded at one of our worship services, which we'd love to invite you to check out live at 8.30 a.m. for traditional or 11 a.m. for contemporary on Sunday mornings on our Facebook page or the recorded version on YouTube. We'd love for you to check out our social media pages at Creekwood UMC or our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more information about what is happening and how you can grow with us in our mission to share God's love. If you feel inspired, there's also a way to give at the top of the website. Thanks for listening to this sermon, and we hope it inspires you in your journey with God. All right, so as we are ending our sermon series, a core subjects, looking at one of both Pastor Katrina and I's favorite school subjects. Mine was lunch, recess, PE, um, and, and what that can do for us. I want to read for, um, read for us from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 11, one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, you, your son, or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock, or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated. This is the word of God for all God's people. Let us say, thanks be to God. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here and share with you today. Um, Like David said, I'm Katrina Culberson-Smith, pastor of Student and Family Ministries, and I'm always thrilled to get a chance to bring a Sunday message um, to you. So I'm constantly having conversations with students, uh, teachers, parents, about where we find God outside of church in our everyday lives. So I have to tell you that this sermon series was one that I was really excited about, because for students, School is one of the main places that this happens. They study so hard. They spend so much of their day um, at school with teachers, with other peers, and learning. Being able to find God in that space is so sacred and important. So this sermon series was one that I was really excited about. And though I have a science degree, and I really enjoy the arts, I have to tell you that PE was really the sermon that I wanted out of the series. Um, I wasn't thinking about the fact that it's David's favorite too, so I don't know how I managed to still get this series. Thank you. Um, (laughs) But when we talked about the four, and we kind of chatted in staff meeting about who was going to preach each subject and how that was going to work, I just jumped. This was the one that I wanted. Looking over my time growing up and sports that I was involved in, there were a few that really captured my heart. I played softball and tennis and water polo. Yes, water polo. That was my favorite. (laughs) All the way up until high school. And just loved being engaged in those things. I actually kept marching band and swimming all the way through my college years. So I love to move, um, love to be able to have that kind of connection. If you've ever hung out with student ministry and seen some of the ridiculous games that we play, um, I just think that those things are fun. Ask some of our students about chicken ball or nine square in the air, or (laughs) I saw this from the other side, nine square. Um, We just like doing those fun things. And I know that I am not the only person that has this strong spiritual connection with being able to physically do things. Now, some of you might be still mulling over this morning's scripture, 
Um, and David already gave you context and told you exactly where it comes from. This is a commandment, right? Um, we're going to get to that in just a second here. You can see where this is going. When I thought about the ways and the times that I heard God's voice the loudest, through these years of physical education, it was actually the times that I couldn't play, or that I had to take a break from playing, or that I was between sports, or maybe even off-season, that I had a different kind of connection with God. And maybe that was because I was relying on someone other than just myself. Maybe it was because I was a little less busy. But somehow, there was a different connection. And I believe that some of that has to be about giving up some of that control. When we were in preparation for this sermon series, uh, we wanted to hear a little bit about how this connects with our community. So we actually got a chance to interview uh, Chris Ross, who's the athletic director at Lovejoy ISD and head football coach. Uh, we have a clip for you that I'd like to share. You know, so many of our young people, uh, they don't equate hard work with success and improvement. And the thing about physical activity, say you take the weight room, you know, you go in, you lift, you lift weights, uh, you're consistent with it, there's some intensity to it, you have a plan, you know what's going to happen 100% of the time? You're going to improve. You're going to improve. All of a sudden for our kids that they see for a fact, your hard work, it matters. Your consistency of purpose, it matters. They see that, they see the results, and we help them to equate those two together. Then we can show them how that in your life, that discipline, that work ethic, that consistency, that purpose, it, it, it will lead to positive results in whatever you do. Oh, the, you know, that, it's funny, if anything has changed in sports science in the last five years that's made a significant difference to the development of our athletes, it's been our knowledge of that. You know, so many times as, as, uh, as young athletes or even a young coach, we all believe more is better. And now we know sometimes more is just more. And it can be detrimental to, to the production is what you're wanting. You know, so now there's a lots of studies out, you know, like uh, they, they recently did a study uh, on the difference between athletes that sleep over eight hours and ones that get less than six. And the amount of injuries, sports injuries, uh, was up 20%, you know, over the exact same athletic, what they were doing. The only thing changed was their amount of rest. So now we know a lot of this, the soft tissue injuries it goes back to rest, and then, of course, diet is the other piece. So, so many of our kids that are like, what can I do to get better? Get rest. Eat right. You know, those things are huge. And then the other thing, I think, with athletics that we forget sometimes is just that mental health piece of it. You know, a lot of our guys, they need that release. They need that time. You know, it's away from, you know, it's still an escape. You know, it's a ways from the stresses and the pressures of maybe classroom or girlfriends and boyfriends or mom and dad or, or just your worries. Uh, and it gets them outside and with people and it takes their mind off of just all the pressures that we all feel. They have them too. So I realized in watching uh, that clip again this morning that I had to have felt very focused or professional when I picked the, the edits for what of the 30 minutes talking with Coach Ross that we'd share. Because right at the end of this clip, um, Pastor David definitely jumped in and said, yeah, and hitting a quarterback just feels really good. Um, 
There's something about that release, right? There's something about um, being able to be engaged and do something and learn to do it well. And kind of like David said in his children's time, then it starts to feel different. It's something that we enjoy that feeds us. In all seriousness, there's something big about what Coach Ross said there in that video. That second part, um, I actually asked him what part of how recovery played into the way that he trained his athletes and his coaches train his athletes. And that was when he went into all these statistics about over the years we've learned that actually getting sleep can help prevent sport injury. And if getting sleep and getting adequate rest can help prevent sports injury, imagine what can, that can do for us every day. Because that can't just apply to athletes. There's something about being able to have that rest, that Sabbath. And I have to tell you that this take on PE was one that I was kind of hesitant about. Um, I did not pick this morning's scripture. We, when we put these series together, Pastor David and Pastor Carrie Lynn um, craft these prayerfully and come up with lots of notes and things that they think of when they put these sermon series together. And Pastor David had noted this uh, scripture from Exodus 20 for this passage. And I claimed this one in staff meeting, and I have to tell you that I kind of bounced out of staff meeting that day, and I was excited about claiming PE and preaching movement and being a part of God's kingdom. And I went, and I looked at the notes. It's Exodus 20, Sabbath. Oh, no, I don't want to preach Sabbath. (laughs) And I kind of laughed when I noticed it, and I told Pastor David that. He's like, well, you can change it. And I told him, I was like, I know. I've been kind of grumbly about that. And I realized that my reaction to not wanting to preach Sabbath is probably a similar reaction that many of you have had when someone has told you, you need to take a break. Or when you just get so burnt out that you know you need it, but you can't turn off that thing in your head that says one more email, one more class to teach, one more kid to connect with, one more person to visit, one more, one more, one more. Until often I see people pointing at each other, say, I know that this is resonating, but I can't be the only one. We get so reliant on the things that we can do that we don't want to stop. We just want to keep going. We want to keep doing because we're good at it. And let's be honest, because we're in control. Because we control what we do. When we push the brake or push pause or stop, we kind of let go a little. We have to let go a little of that control to take a break. And for some of us, that makes our brains spin out of control. We think about things that maybe we've been able to turn off because we're busy. We have a chance to tend to things that maybe we don't want to tend to. Or maybe we're afraid that someone else is going to get ahead or do better. And all of those things play into us hanging on and doing all that we can. And talking a little about how we handle this takes me right back to thinking what exactly the Israelites were going through in this chapter that we read this morning. So let's go back to this verse. I'm going to read these verses to you one more time. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work, 
your son or daughter or male or female slave, your livestock, your resident alien, your, in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and consecrated it. The Israelites were wrestling with what it meant to take a break. When I read over this scripture, it kind of resonated with me. In a similar situation that I had to wrestle with being able to take a break. Now, I myself am far from being a star athlete. I know that surprises many of you. Um, But thanks to the most incredible coach that I have ever met, I had a chance to swim in college for two seasons, almost. Uh, Quick shout out here to Bev Ball um, of Abilene, Texas, who coached in that town for over 50 years, including uh, my alma mater, McMurray University. Actually ended up joining that team by happenstance. Um, Coach Ball was just one of those people that was involved in everything at the university. So at our welcome cookout of the year, um, Coach Ball is standing in line serving burgers to students. (laughs) And someone next to me whispered that this was the swim coach that I had heard so much about. And I kind of laughed to myself that here she is, (laughs) serving burgers to students, because that's where her heart is. And I, for some reason, pulled her aside and wanted to talk to her. And if um, any of you know the kind of student I was in college and how painfully shy I was, the fact that I purposely went up to a person that I didn't know to talk to them meant a great deal. In fact, I don't know what came over myself. And like halfway to her, I'm thinking, oh, you don't want to do that. And I found myself in conversation with her and just told her how lucky her athletes were and how much I've heard about the way she cares and how neat it was to have her and a couple of the coaches out greeting these new students. And in that conversation, she asked my swimming background. And I told her that I had been out of competitive swimming for eight years, but I swam when I was younger and I loved it. And somehow that conversation ended with, I'll see you at practice on Monday. What? (laughs) I joined the team. And let me tell you, two weeks into those workouts and trying to keep up with people that did not take an eight-year break (laughs) from swimming competitively, I was, I hate to use the word drowning, right? But like, I was flailing. I was having a really hard time. I was struggling. And there was one practice that I remember vividly. I just wasn't getting to the wall in time. They were starting a new workout by the time I even got back to my spot. I knew it was obvious to my teammates. I knew it was obvious to my coach. And sure enough, I'm getting out of the pool, and I hear Coach Ball echo from across the side, Hey, Kat, would you meet me in my office after practice? And my heart sunk. Well, it was a great two weeks. (laughs) I know how this conversation is going to go. She's going to tell me that this just isn't meant for me. And I'm sure she'll be nice about it, but we all know this is not my place. So I met her in her office, and nervous me got all wound up and had all the things to say before she said anything to me. And I told her about how hard I had been working, and I knew that I just wasn't up to par. And I admitted that I had been in the pool on lunch hours to get in extra workouts. I had been joining for weightlifting um, time with two different groups, both of them, instead of one or the other. I was thinking about swimming and not anything else. And as all of these things are flying out of my mouth, I noticed that Coach Ball starts laughing. She laughed. And she looked me in the eye 
And then this full, happy face of hers kind of faded to something serious, and she looked me right in the eye, locked eyes with me, and said words that I will never forget. She said, Kat, if you don't take care of yourself, you're no good to me, you're no good to the team, and you're no good for yourself. Those words will resonate with me always. She wasn't there to give me a hard time. She pulled me aside because she knew that I needed help. And that's why Bev Ball is such a good coach. That's why Coach Ross and so many other people, insert coach name here that I know several of you have thought of or other mentors in your life, that's why they are good at what they do. Because it's not just about setting records, winning meets, competing better than other schools. Those people care about their athletes. And she cared about me. And this entire spill she realized that what I needed most wasn't help with my swimming. It was to be reminded that I had to take care of myself. Now, walking out of her office that day, what was instilled in that moment has resonated so many times since, including the moment the next season where I had to walk into her office holding my bag, and we both knew, I just had shoulder surgery, I just couldn't do it anymore, and I knew, it was her words in my head that let me know I needed to quit. And I didn't say a word, I walked in, I set down my bag, and guess what she said to me? If you don't take care of yourself, you're no good to me, you're no good to the team, you're no good for yourself. And this has helped encompass the idea of Sabbath for me. Sabbath isn't just taking a break. It's not just stopping. It's being able to give back to what's most important. Sometimes we need to feed ourselves. And every day we need to remember God, who the Sabbath is for. We need to remember the way that God works in us. And we need to remember that without pouring into ourselves and letting God pour into us, that we aren't any good to God's kingdom. And that's what's selfish, not taking a break. Now let's go back, right back to those Israelites. I know how formative that experience was for me, and it was just college swim team. Can you imagine being delivered from slavery in Egypt and journeying into the wilderness, no idea where they are, no physical being to rely on past Moses, and they're just there. They're journeying, they're going, they're listening. And then there's this dramatic pause. They come to Mount Sinai. Moses, their leader, goes up and down that mountain four times, coming back and delivering the law, the commandments, to tell them what was the most important for their new life. They stop in the middle of this journey that was scary and overwhelming, and they finally get these words from God they've been seeking. But if they didn't stop at Mount Sinai, 
If they didn't follow Moses' instruction and listen to that, they would have missed these words. And out of all the things that God could tell them about their new life and what they needed, yes, there are ten of these commandments, but amongst do not steal, do not murder, do not commit adultery, all of these big things that we build even our laws on today, amongst those things God said, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. And that wasn't just about remembering God, but making sure that they remembered their relationship with God. And how that, in context, encompasses everything that they do. And that was perhaps one of the most important things on starting their new life on their own, not belonging to someone else other than God, is remembering that now that's who they answer to. They answer to God, and God will deliver. Reading these words are powerful. We know that the Israelites were searching for the way to live their new life. And they were looking for every example they could get. The difference between them and us, I think, is that sometimes, I'm going to call us all out here and know that I'm speaking to myself too, I think we get overconfident. We get so wrapped up in everything we do that we know how to do, and we get so busy that we think we've got it all on the back. We know God's important. We know our relationship is important. We pray and we give and we do. But are we stopping enough that in everything we do, we're remembering how God is in it? While we're pouring our hearts out and our time out for all the other people that we care about, and even those we've never met, are we doing the same for ourselves? And I tell students this, and I have to tell you that they must have gotten it really well because I know at least three, I can picture faces in my head of our students that have repeated this back to me when I needed to hear it. But you picture this water pitcher, much like what we use for communion behind me, and what we pour out for others. And if we keep pouring, the pitcher becomes what? It becomes empty. And we know that. When we pick up the tea pitcher out of the fridge, we know that we can only pour so many glasses before the pitcher is going to have to be refilled. What is it about being human that makes us forget that we work the same way? We need to be filled up too. And that's what Sabbath is about, is to remember where we came from, to remember that we're God's, and to give a chance for God to speak to us and fill us up so we can continue to pour into others. So my challenge for you this week, it's Labor Day weekend, but every day, don't be afraid to push pause. Take an extra break when you need it. Take the dog for a walk. Play an extra game with your kids or your grandkids. Take a chance to speak to someone at lunch and just sit with them and say hi that maybe you haven't before. Sit out on the porch, close the back door, forget what's going on inside, and just drink a glass of sweet tea outside, right? Take whatever it is that gives you that moment to refocus. And remember 
that these things aren't just a pause. They aren't just a break. They sure aren't wasted time. They are an investment in you and therefore God's kingdom. Thanks for listening. We would love if you could leave us a review on whatever platform you are listening today and let us know how we are doing. Be sure to check out our social media pages at Creekwood UMC and our website, creekwoodumc.org, for more ways to get involved at Creekwood United Methodist Church in person, online, or both. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.